everybody. Welcome to another episode of All the WrestleManias podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Hackman. And I'm Rich Sigwald. We are always excited to be in the studio with you, but this time we're more than double, triple excited because it is basically the uh, Christmas time, the 4th of July, the World Series of Professional Wrestling. It's WrestleMania season, folks. And for a podcast called All the WrestleManias, you can only imagine how uh, how just pumped we are for this time of year are you pumped rich i am actually this as we were discussing right before we hit the record button i think this is one of the best looking cards for wrestlemania the wwe has had in a very long time and worthy of the title of super card i would say it's it's up there this is a great looking show they got some good stuff going on lately, I think, and I like the way they've kind of put it together. Now, we're going to be using the Bleacher Report article from uh, March 23rd as our kind of jumping off point. So, obviously, some of that will change before this thing debuts on April 1st and 2nd. That is next weekend as we're recording this. It's coming to you from the SoFi Stadium out there in uh, sunny Hollywood, California. Actually, Inglewood, California is uh, technically, but uh, they're billing it as a WrestleMania Goes Hollywood, which we last saw on 20 was it 20 maybe 19 something there the one with the rock and hulk hogan right yeah i think that was 19 and it had like uh the pulp the pulp fiction parody yes right yeah yeah those were a lot of fun um but but go ahead uh yeah i mean they've done a couple of those right with this one too they had the seth rollins and rhea ripley joker one that was pretty pretty fun i enjoyed that one so yeah that was cute yeah I'm sure there'll be a lot more of that on the actual actual show. There'll be some a lot more like just goofy Hollywood stuff, I'm sure. So, but before we get to the the big budget, uh, you know, WrestleMania season, I thought I'd just talk a little bit about supporting indie wrestling. I had a chance to go to uh, Virginia Championship Wrestling Show last weekend in uh, Hampton. Virginia. I was at the Hampton High School, VCW. They they uh, they put on I'd say four to five shows a year in the area. Uh, they're usually pretty well done. They draw about I don't know three hundred people or so. Um, I've gotten to know their director a little bit, Jerry Stefanitsis. He's a a good guy. He's a an alum of the university that I work for now. So uh, we've been talking quite a bit about whether there's something that we could do between our two organizations. So that part's kind of cool. Um, this was over in Hampton, like I said, and it, uh, Magnum TA was the special guest, uh, Mr. Terry Allen, uh, you of course remember from those NWA shows from that amazing match with, uh, Tully Blanchard in the steel cage with the stabbing in the forehead with the chair leg. That was a hot one. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so I got to meet him and, and chat just very briefly with him, got some autographs. That was kind of cool. He's a hometown guy. He's from Virginia beach. I think he still lives down here. So there's a lot of Magnum TA fans still around. Uh, I also got to say hi to the boar who is the new champion of VCW. He got the belt from, uh, Logan Easton LaRue, who's sort of, a um, I don't know what you call him. He's a, he's a Ted DiBiase, rich boy, uh, character. Um, so, and the boar is a boar. He's got furry boots and a boar mask. He's got a money he look. Like, <laughs> he looks awesome. Yeah. He does a little like stomping and like uh, pawing the ground thing before he does his, his big uh, splash in the corner, which I appreciate. Um, so anyway, fun show. If you're in the Hampton Roads area, uh, catch him. We sat uh, one row back from the ring for, I think, like 20 bucks. So uh, super cheap. Um 
got some, uh, like I said, got some autographs and I got a boar t-shirt and I'm wearing my boar t-shirt right now. Um, I've worn it three days this week. Nice. Um, I'm not, yeah. Jackie and I are going out to the house this evening. I don't think she's going to let me wear it again, but I'm, I'm going to give it my best, best shot. You got to um, go for it. So, yeah. So I believe they are back in April in Norfolk here. They're down at the Masonic temple. And I think, uh, what's his name? Christopher Daniels is on the, um, is actually on the card. He's not just doing an appearance. He's going to yeah. wrestle somebody. Yeah, I saw something on their Facebook because I uh, started following them after you've been talking about them so much about uh, a show at Hampton High School tonight, I think, or something like that. But they're back there. And I saw oh. and I saw the, uh, the uh, Christopher Daniels stuff too. So, Yeah. So that should be cool. I'm going to try to go to that one. Maybe get to meet Christopher Daniels. Um, the, the nice thing about these small shows is you can walk right up to people. You know, like the guys, yeah. uh, they come out. So they did an intermission. I think they had like three matches to go. Um, and like everybody that you had seen and hadn't seen yet came out at their tables to sell merch and do pictures. And, and they don't they don't charge you for autographs or pictures. They just are there to kind of hang out. So I got a good selfie with the boar. I was pretty excited about that. Nice. So. He uh he speaks like a normal person. He doesn't talk like a boar. That's, like a, that's disappointing. Yeah. I know, right? like, <laughs> ask him to help you find some truffles. Uh-huh. Anyway, alrighty. So that that's fun. Uh, tonight we're going to see bare knuckle fighting because we're we are. I'm a Renaissance man. I have a little bit of violence of all kinds, so that should be cool. It sounds fun. Are you ready to talk WrestleMania? Yeah, maybe we should uh, talk the Hall of Fame first, since that's yeah, probably sure. that'll probably happen what Friday night of of WrestleMania, so that we have like we can go chronological kind of because we don't know what matches are on what night yet, but we do not. Um, I mean, honestly, the card doesn't look like it should be eight hours long. It should not be four hours on two across on both Saturday and Sunday, but you know the WWE, you know. <laughs> they love to stretch. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of filler in there. Um, some half-assed interviews and video packages and musical performances and maybe, uh, like you said, a the flash of some old timers or something. Yeah. Um, they'll have to drag the uh, Hall of Fame class out at one point and introduce them. So, so only a couple folks have been actually announced for this Hall of Fame class, right? So there's yeah. two or three so three, far. Three, three, three. Okay, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's it, and that'd be very sad to me because, you know, we've got several people that we think should be in, including Lex Luger, Demolition, Doink the Clown. Uh, <laughs> there's just uh, Barry Horowitz. I think should be should be in. Steve Lombardo should be in the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, there's just, you know, I don't understand why they're struggling to come up with a Hall of Fame class this year unless, like, they're expecting to, like, people to pay them to get into the Hall of Fame, like the like the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. You got to pay <laughs> for your star on the Walk of Fame. But, uh, yeah. I hope that's not the case. But, yeah, I mean, Lex Luger is an easy one for me. Um Demolition, we've talked about at length, and people are probably tired of hearing about it, but they should induct Demolition. Who? Else? Oh, Rick Martel. Um, Rick Martel definitely should go in. Yeah. How is Tito Santana a, in, and Rick Martel's not? Rick Martel is a yeah. former world champion from the AWA. Like, people have done less and gotten into the <laughs> into the Hall of Fame. Why is Rick Martel not in there? 
and he was around forever. Right. Like he he had a really long stretch. I we had joked a little bit about whether it should do like an all jobber class with uh, Brooklyn Brawler and um, the various doinks and Steve Kern and um, who was the oh yeah Barry Horowitz we had mentioned. Yeah. Um, that that dude definitely deserves to go in. I know that you know they don't put enhancement talent in there, but he like just he, for he was the, there um, forever. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> and he had a WrestleMania match, so yeah, you know, give him something. Is here. Um, is SD Jones in? He should be in too. Yeah, SD Jones should definitely go in. Hmm. This is too bad. Yeah. So the ones that have been announced so far are Rey Mysterio, um. Andy Kaufman for the Celebrity Wing, right? Yes. And, and who's the third one? Uh, Great Muta. Oh, right, 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 of course. Keiji Muta. Uh, where, you know, we may have disagreed with his recent comments about Shinsuke Nakamura, but, you know, he is, I mean, Great Muta is absolutely amazing of a wrestler as we saw him destroy that development talent on Clash of the Champions 6. Um. And he has had incredible staying power. And probably if you had to have, if you wanted to try and get people to name a Japanese wrestler, they might not be able to say great Muda, but they're going to be like the dude that had the weird face paint and sprayed mitt and spit mist in people's faces. Spit the mist. Yeah. You know, that guy that, you know, that's the great Muda. And so he's probably as close to a household name of, in the United States of a Japanese wrestler can be so uh, top notch. Good choice for the hall of fame, even though I don't really think he had much time if at all with the WWF slash WWE. So, but that hasn't stopped them before. Mm, yeah. Like no, Nick Bockwinkle's in the hall of fame. So <laughs> <laughs> what well, also seems a little bit like a, like a poke at uh, AEW and because they've been doing all this crossover with, you know, sending their guys to Japan to wrestle great Muda and, and like, haha, we're claiming him and yeah. putting him in here. Uh, One so, of Muda's last and, matches I mean, is Sting and, Ar- and yeah. Darby Allen. So, and, but yep. then he's going into the WWE hall of fame. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time to do it. I mean, he's kind of hot, you know, he's yeah. had a, he's on his like retirement tour this year. Basically um, they keep calling everything his retirement match, but it never never stops so yeah like the rock and roll express had their on their this was their farewell tour and boy it feels like it's been going on for over a year at this point like ricky morton i think it's right now it's just ricky morton going around with his son i don't think uh robert is is going around with him right now probably health related or something oh that's too bad yeah um yeah <laughs> So, all right. Well, hopefully we'll get some more announced before the show and they'll, maybe they'll sneak one by us. Maybe they'll uh, yeah. get Luger in there as a surprise. Ray Mysterio totally deserves to go in, you know. He, Definitely. He's probably the most mainstream lucha person ever since like Blue Damon and Blue Damon Jr. and whatever. But like Ray Mysterio, if someone if someone if you were asked to name a Mexican wrestler, they're going to name Ray Mysterio, even though I don't think he's actually from Mexico. Yeah, I think he's from California. Yeah, right? I think he's from San Diego. <clears throat> but you know, as long as his induction clip includes the the segment of Kevin Nash and the NWO throwing him like a lawn dart into <laughs> the production trailer, <clears throat> never I'm, forget. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Ray deserves it. I mean. He, 
he was a legend everywhere he fought, you know, so. Well, and he really brought that style, you know, to the U.S. and made it popular, made it mainstream, you know, for better or worse. And made it so. work, too. Yeah. Like, it never looked awkward or wrong or anything like that or flashy. It looked like a real style of wrestling that caught more stiff opponents off guard and they didn't know how to deal with him as opposed to just like contrasting styles that just don't work together in the ring. He, he made it, he made it fit, you know, his mat, he had matches with like big show and stuff like that. Like how, <laughs> how does a Lucha fight big show, you know? So yeah, he made it work. Yeah, no, he's, he's been consistently entertaining for whatever, 20 years. It's, it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, actually, it was really fun to see his first WrestleMania. We watched that not too long ago. It was last year, obviously. Yeah. Um, and don't try to buttonhole me on which one it was. But uh, one was, of his best matches at WrestleMania was, was Rey Mysterio versus uh, CM Punk. I thought, well, the mm-hmm. first one, the first one was was an excellent match. So, and then I, yeah, that, agreed. That brings us to Andy Kaufman. Oh, <laughs> good pick. Good pick. I wonder why yeah. now though. What was that? what's up with that? Like why now? Is it is is it because uh, Jerry Lawler's health scare freaked them out? Maybe. Maybe I don't know because when we when we saw that news, we said, "Oh, it looks like you know he should have been in a while ago." I would think. Yeah, I mean, and I've been loving that meme going around of like the guy with the shocked face at, at like uh, a pay-per-view and like when Andy, when Andy Kaufman comes out to induct himself into the WWE Hall of Fame, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. It, yeah, can't. totally. He's kind of show up alive. Yeah. Um, and with Tony, with Tony Clifton, the two yeah, of them, both of them together, Tony Clifton uh, and Bob Zamuda has to be there too. So all yeah, three of them, and everyone's head explodes simultaneously. Right. They can't, they can't comprehend that, <laughs> that Tony Clifton's a real person. <laughs> Love Tony Clifton. Can you imagine if he turns out he was alive this whole time? That'd be, be that's that'd be the greatest work in the history of works. Yeah, Ed, you can't. You you have to give up everything at that point. Like comedy stops, wrestling yep. stops because it's all it's 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 the biggest work of all time. It shuts everything yeah. down. People are like, oh, you think that's funny? Well, remember that time Andy Kaufman pretended to be dead for like thirty years. <laughs> But obviously he's going in because of his amazing feud with Jerry Lawler and being an intergender champion of wrestling women on late night talk shows. And then uh, actually going to Memphis and the story goes that Vince Sr. said, I have no interest in bringing Andy Kaufman and get away from us. So he he uh, hit the road to Memphis and uh, the Memphis territory was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> No one's heard of us. No one's heard of us down here, but suddenly they're on David Letterman because of this feud mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Insane. And it, it's a, good. I mean, good for them for yeah. recognizing the potential there. Right. Like it's yeah. incredible. So, uh, if any, if, if you're unfamiliar with it, at least watch man on the moon and get the, uh, get the, the brief version of, of the whole thing. But, uh, if you can, there's there's lots of stuff on YouTube, including the actual matches and stuff. Go watch them so that you know what and why Andy Kaufman's going in. Because 
honestly, I can't imagine it would have worked as well in like the New England, New York territory, because a lot of it was him cutting promos against hillbilly Southern rednecks. Like, what <laughs> and their women. Right. What have he, what would have he said against New York people, you know? So I'm sure he would have come up with something, but him being a Hollywood elite coming into Memphis, you know, it's perfect heel material. Yeah. I don't know. If, did you watch the Jerry Lawler on uh, the Stone Cold, the interview show? Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch so that good. one? Yeah. He get yeah, he gave a pretty good kind of recap of the whole thing, which he has to be tired of talking about it at this point. Like he can't just like have like a 10 minute thing that's recorded in his pocket and somebody asks him about it and be like, here, just listen to this. Um, but still he actually, he really engaged with uh, stone cold and, and talked about it and talked about some of the dynamics. And there were some pieces actually that he dropped in that one that I hadn't heard before, uh, which is amazing again, you know, 40 years later um, that there's still like stuff that's been, yeah, uh, left out of the main the main narrative. So, anyway, just amazing, uh, amazing work. Maybe maybe the most deserving celebrity um, after Cindy Lauper <laughs> in terms of the celebrity yeah. wing. Yeah, and yeah. Bob Uecker, of course. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so after I changed my shorts, or after I changed my underwear, <laughs> came um, back at Andre. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get to this match card again. We're uh, yeah. coming from California, April Fool's Day and April 2nd, um, April 1st. This is Saturday. That's the, whatever they call it, the WrestleMania Day, right, where they have all the crazy stuff going on. I'm pretty sure it's extended to like a week now. There's all kinds of stuff leading up to it, um, yeah. which I'm sure is fun, but I'm sure is also exhausting. Yeah, isn't there like an art auction and stuff like that normally too associated with it? Like all kinds of crazy community stuff and it's it's turned into almost like the Super Bowl. It's like a giant convention and then it culminates with two nights of of uh sports entertainment in <laughs> in SoFi Stadium. So let's uh I don't know where you want to start. We can just start at the top here. Yeah, so just... Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul is on the card. And again, we don't know which night is which, so we're just going to go in the order that Bleacher Report lays out in this article from March 23rd. Um Logan Paul has impressed us in his recent pay-per-view uh, appearances. He's he's a super athletic guy. He's uh, been leaning into the heel role a lot lately on the show, which I appreciate because um, he's he's clearly a douche, right? And he's gotten famous for being a douche on YouTube. Um, so I think it's a little ridiculous for them to try to put him over as a face. But so I'm glad that he's leaning into that. I think he should probably have a pretty decent match with, uh, with Seth Rollins. What do you think? I think so. I think uh, this is going to be the best celebrity match probably ever in WrestleMania history, just because Logan Paul's legit. And I've said that multiple times on here, but he's legit and you just need to accept it. So, uh, I know it hurts my soul. Though. It, it really does. It does something, but him and Ricochet at the Royal Rumble. What? That was crazy. I was kind of sad that that's not the WrestleMania match, <laughs> but, uh, I'll take Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. And, uh, it's going to be a flippy dippy fast moving match. Cause that's what Seth also likes to do. It's going to look very indie. We'll see if Logan can keep up with him. And I think Seth is probably going to put Logan Paul over. I agree. I think we'll continue to see more of him. I actually like that they've been using him this way. They're not burning all, all his, um, I don't want to say all his exposure on free TV. You know, they just, they've tried him out for the pay-per-views and they tried him out in between to build up the angle. Uh, and I think that's a good, 
good use of him. Absolutely. So the next match is uh, <laughs> the Beast Brock Lesnar uh, versus Omos 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 the Nigerian Giant. This match came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. I was going to say this seems to be the most random pairing uh, that I remember in in quite a while. So two gigantic dudes and Omos even dwarfs Brock Lesnar, which is weird to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Do you think? I don't know. This one's a coin flip. I mean, I almost feel like if if Brock, I mean, Brock's in the twilight of his career at this point, right? You know, he's getting he's getting up there. I'm not saying that he's at like classic age, but he's he's getting up there in age and Omas is on the way up. It would be good probably to give Omas a WrestleMania win over someone like Brock Lesnar, honestly. <laughs> We'll talk about it later, but I would on this show, I would book almost all the heels winning. That's just me for the storylines. That's what I would do. So I would put Omos over Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Brock doesn't need to win here, right? To no. sort of maintain his popularity and it's um what Omos really does. If they if they bury him here, he's he's more or less done, right? So you can't it's hard to go back to just squashing little guys. After you've actually had the big match with the the one guy who could give you a a decent tussle, um, yeah. So I don't know. Omas has has started out really really bad, and um, has improved quite a bit, I would say, over time. Um, but he's still not a graceful worker. <laughs> Maybe no. he doesn't need to be. Um, but he's learned. He's definitely learned to work better. He's he works more like a giant. Um, yeah, should. Um, but he's still. I'd I'd put him in a. High C, maybe low B in terms of wrestling ability. I mean, this moment. match isn't going to go longer than five minutes, right? No. <laughs> no. There's just going to be some cataclysmic collision in the ring with Omos ended up on Brock Lesnar for the pin. Like, that's just something horrendous is going to happen. There, That's all. That's This is going to be a train wreck. You can't stop but to slow down to watch two massive freight trains collide with each other and look at the carnage after it. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to root for Omas. I think maybe it's his time to shine. All right. The next one listed here is the United States championship match. Um, John Cena is making his triumphant return and he has had some, some really fun uh, promos on raw and such being uh, leading up to this in the, in the past few weeks. And he's going up again, against Austin theory who currently holds the belt and who, of whom I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. Um, so this has been kind of fun. I don't think they've kind of, um, I don't know. They've kind of just let John Cena just come out and shit on Austin Theory quite a bit. Like they haven't get let, given him much of a comeback to to Cena, which is weird. But I do think Austin Theory takes this one. I think it it's going to be good for his uh, resume. I don't know. If you want to see Theory elevated above this mid card title that he holds right now, then you need to put him over John Cena. And why would you put the belt? that belt on John Cena, who's just going to run off and record more Honda commercials. <laughs> Happy Honda days is coming up. He needs to get it back in the studio. So I don't understand. I don't understand where this match came from, except for the intentionally bring John Cena back to put Austin theory over because what 
the last time we saw John Cena was against Roman Reigns and Reigns beat Cena. So now if you want Austin Theory anywhere close to the top or in the running, you need to put you need to put him over on John Cena. And then yeah. you could potentially see a SummerSlam of Theory versus whoever the champion is, heavyweight champion is, the world champion. So just a thought. I think. Yeah, I think Austin Theory has almost unlimited upside, and I think I'd be, I'm really anxious to see where he goes. I hope that they don't screw it up. It was it was touch and go there for a bit. Uh, I feel like he's he's back on the right track now. Um, he's gotten a lot better at being a a heel. I don't know. I like that kid a lot. I think he's got a lot of natural talent, and um, so we'll see. So I think we're both on the same page there, John Cena puts uh austin theory over uh keeps the belt i mean maybe you could also have us you know make it make it a good match and then have austin theory win or lose i'm sorry by some sort of you know bullshit thing that's why he lets him keep the belt uh and then everybody leaves a little bit happy but nobody's happy the sign of compromise is that nobody's happy with the result right yeah so <laughs> no i think austin theory just wins it i think he needs to win it okay so next up is Finn Balor versus Edge. They've been feuding since the breakup of the House of Black or whatever they're calling it over there. What the hell are they calling it? The um, Judgment Day. Yeah. I have to say I'm tired of this one. Yeah. I'm tired of Edge. I think Finn Balor's been kind of wasted. He came out of uh, NXT with a lot of heat and um, a lot of talent. And just I have zero interest in anything that he's doing these days. Yeah, this is a blah, whatever. Finn Balor wins. Send Edge back to Toronto. <laughs> do you think Edge retires after this? If he's smart, yeah. Give him one last yeah. WrestleMania match. Maybe he'll do a little thing where he leaves his boots in the ring or something. Yeah, might be the one. It's not named as like a retirement match, and there's no stipulation as far as I've been aware, but um, this would not be a terrible place to, uh, to no. hang it up. No, this is time to call it. Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up okay there's a six woman tag match on one side you've got trish stratus back from the dead lita also back from the dead and the man becky lynch who we love he's the current champion and they are wrestling damage control which is bailey and dakota kai is that her name yeah and sky eo blue. sky and what the hell's eo sky sky blue is an aew and is horrible Eoskai. Yeah, she's a jo she's a jobber, but she's on every episode. I don't get it. Um, wasn't Eo Sky somebody else before? Wasn't she like Eo Shirai or something? Yeah, Eo Shirai on on NXT, I think was her name. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I don't care about any of these people. I like Becky Lynch. Um, Trish Stratus still looks pretty good. I gotta say, I like Bailey. Uh, yeah, and I like I I actually like all the newer per people in this match. You know. Damage control is going to win. I mean, why would you have the two old timers and Becky Lynch win in this match? I, it's kind of similar to that, like Jericho handicap match with, with Steamboat, <laughs> yeah. Snooka and Piper. Uh, of course, Jericho has to win that, but you know, Trish status and Lita will get their shots in, but yeah, I, I kind of feel bad that like these the spots that Trish Stratus and Lita are taking up could have been other newer, younger talent that need it. 
as opposed to Trish Stratus and Lita who have had their moment and had their time. Yeah. You know, what's the, um, what's the young lady from NXT that's Booker T's like protege. She had a good spot on the Royal rumble. Um, Oh yeah. I can't uh, remember. She, she, there'd be a good spot for her there. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. No, I, I think the heels take this one as well. That's a, I got a pretty good record for the heels here so far. Yeah. Speaking of which, the WWE Intercontinental Championship match, which we love, we love the Intercontinental belt. Yes. And the current champion is Gunther, uh, formerly known as Volter, uh, versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a three way match. I uh, don't know why they've bothered to make this one a three way match. I don't think that's necessary. So that's the potential of being a showstopper, though. Like, this yeah. could steal the show. Gunther's so fucking good. Yeah. That guy's incredible. Yeah. And so is Drew and Sheamus. Both of them. Sheamus has really come into his own. Uh, I remember when he debuted and I was just like, meh. He's just really pale. Like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, I'm pale, but I'm not that pale. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, all three of these guys are beasts. But Gunther's going to win it. Oh, He's yeah. Gonna, easily. Drew and Sheamus are probably going to self-destruct on each other. And then Gunther will just slap the shit out of them and <laughs> and win. Just like massive chest shots and then trigger a heart attack on one of them and win. He's, he's such a maniac. Um, I want, Maybe he goes against Omos next. He's not Omos' size, but he could, he could take him, I think. That would be um, an interesting little mix-up. Yeah. I think uh, the thing that I like about about Drew and Sheamus is they you could see just how polished they are, you know, just it's nothing but uh, ring experience, you know, and um, so yeah, yeah, it might be all right. And Gunther's now the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion since the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Oh. So I would bet that they're going to make him surpass the Honky Tonk Man and be the longest ever reigning intercontinental champion and then have him drop the belt in a weird way and then suddenly you're going to see him in the main event stuff he can carry it for sure yeah they're going to have like a they're going to have a real shooter up in the title run here yeah they haven't had since brock lesnar i was watching uh, nxt this week which i do sort of sporadically and Ilya is still there kicking everybody's ass and uh that guy's a fucking maniac i was just thinking about his matches with gunther and just how just oh, oh. God. <laughs> still makes me wince. It makes my chest hurt. Like I've seen like MMA fights with less violence and, yeah, and real. less markups than how those two came out of that last match that they had. Yeah. And Gunther, of course, last year had a couple of really amazing matches with Ricochet as well. So he's been, he's been great. Yeah. Props to that guy. So, all right. And then there's a women's WrestleMania showcase. So at the moment it's Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus three teams tbd i don't know what that means so they're gonna i don't think they've announced the announced their opponents yet which i would yeah so then this close to the show and they haven't announced it Liv morgan and raquel rodriguez <laughs> are gonna win there's yeah. my pick and it doesn't matter no then there's the men's wrestlemania showcase um i don't i, I don't understand wrestlemania showcase so it's a it's just a four-way tag match right it's an eight-person yeah, tag match what it looks like yeah but why Four by two tag match. Ugh. You have two by four up your ass. Um, the men's one is Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Hooray for Ricochet. Versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, of course. Versus the Alpha Academy, which is Shush Gable and Otis. And versus the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. 
Um, I like everybody in this match. I, I really like the Street Profits. Yeah. Um, Montez Ford was impressive in, in the Elimination Chamber. They've been getting, like, kind of jacked, and uh, they can really move. I I hope we get to see them as some serious tag contenders again. And I'd like the, I'd like the partnership of Braun Strowman and Ricochet. That's an interesting little, little combo. Uh, so... <laughs> It's kind of fun. They look like uh, like a pair of Star Wars characters or something. Yeah, like or like a comic book team up, you know. And Otis, oh Otis, oh poor Otis, love Otis. <laughs> <sighs> I've mentioned this before. He looks like my cousin Tom. It's yeah. not a flattering comparison. Um, Anyways, I think so. the Street Profits will win. I agree with Bleacher Report. Uh, I guess what I don't know is if what the consequences are. Like, do they get something? Do they get uh, tag title? shot maybe. coming out of this maybe because if so then yeah i'm, I'm going the street profits yeah um if there's nothing on the line then maybe maybe braun and ricochet braun and ricochet yeah that's what i was thinking i'm just glad ricochet is getting time on the big shows yeah like that's yeah because he, he deserves it absolutely prince puma forever <laughs> love that guy all right next up Undisputed ta- WWE Tag Team Championship match. So that's both the Raw and the SmackDown belts. In one corner, you've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Canadian BFFs, then Canadian Frenemies, and now they're reunited again. But for how long? And they are facing off against the Usos, who have had these belts for roughly 300 years. Um, and Bleacher Report thinks Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are gonna gonna take the belts. I would definitely support that because i'm about as fucking tired of the usos as you can be i i agree with them as well i don't want to get my hopes up because i the last couple of pay-per-views i'm like all right this they have to take it off the usos now right and then i've been disappointed every time it's time for the bloodline to face difficulties it's time for them to not be on top and it's time for them to self-reflect after having such trials and tribulations that they've been having with each other, they're barely holding themselves together despite being blood. And so I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will do, will somehow exploit that come out with the belts and the Usos are going to be angry at each other. Uh, Solo Sokoa will have to try and keep them from fighting each other, or maybe just join one of them on a beat down of the other one. And, uh, but I think it's time for the bloodline to face adversity. I would second that. And then one of them can finally go get uh, treatment for his DUI problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I think um, there's a lot of intriguing potential for uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn tag championship run, you know, like, cause again, they've been friends, they've been enemies, they're friends again at the moment, but for how long they're, they're two alike, you know, and that creates tension. So anyway, and their shared history, of course, brings them together. Yeah. I don't think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to have a long reign, though. But they're yeah. the perfect team to take the belts off of them. Well, it's yeah, especially because this whole bloodline thing has been tied. You know, they've all been tied up in it together. Makes me realize that, uh, you know, baby Uso um, Sokoa is not on this card. I mean, I'm sure he's going to show up. And cause some shenanigans, but he's yeah. not on the card anywhere. Isn't he technically an NXT guy still? Or is he actually officially up on the roster? Like he's he just pulling double duty. The Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Bianca is the champion. Asuka has been, she was out for a while. Now she's back. She's got cool makeup. Um, 
I'm not a fan. I know you are. I think. Yeah, I like Oscar. I like her enough. Yeah. I, She's all right. I mean, I think her and Bianca are going to put on a hell of a match because they're both talented women. They're both skilled grapplers. And uh, Bianca, I think, will come out on top. She needs to continue her champ- her dominant championship reign and wait for the next one in line. Maybe this might be their opportunity to SummerSlam to unify the titles. Yeah. I mean, they definitely seem to have been going that route with the other belts that have a, you know, that have an equivalent. Even though I've been seeing things saying that they'll probably, that there's a, there's strong chance that by SummerSlam, the, the, the universal men's universal championship will be split. Mm, Interesting. I don't know. I don't think you need two major belts. I think you have the major belt and then you have the intercontinental and then you have the mid card belt. And I don't think you need both a U.S. And uh, what's the other one that they have? There's another one in the middle there, isn't there? Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think it's just the Intercontinental in the U.S. in the mid mid cards. I mean, I think they need an Intercontinental Women's Champion. I I would be 100% behind something like that. A mid-card women's title would give them a lot more uh, gusto and, and like, showing equality between women's wrestling and men's wrestling. So, yeah. Well, and uh, and AEW has the women's the TBS title or whatever that sort of functioning as their yeah. sort of mid card TV title or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, and so, I think that's a anyway. that's a good move on their part. I think it yeah it adds depth to the women's storylines, keeps keeps things fresh as opposed to just like constantly just like eh, scrapping over nothing and then scrapping over one belt. So. <laughs> Well, it also gives people uh, like a stepladder, right, from the bottom to the top. Right. So you can get work your way up to the mid-card belt, and then from there you work your way up to the top. So uh, speaking of the top, the last one then, last women's one, is the SmackDown Women's Championship match, and that's Charlotte Flair, who's holding the belt yet again, versus Rhea Ripley. Um, both of these women are fantastic. This should yeah. Hopefully this will be a good match. They've had good matches, and they've had some not-so-good matches, I think. Um Bleacher Report thinks Rhea Ripley's going over to take the belt. Uh, I've not had a good track record predicting the women's title matches, so I don't, I don't know where I'm thinking here. What I think, think? Rhea, I think Rhea Ripley's going to win it. I mean, you don't have her win the women's Royal Rumble from the number one spot just for her to not win the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true. You had Shawn Michaels win from the number one spot, and then. You're going to have Shawn Michaels lose for the championship. <laughs> like, come on. Like you've, you've put Rhea Ripley on the top of the mountain here. Um, I know the Royal Rumble wins don't mean quite as much as they used to back in the day, but it not just winning it, but winning it from the number one spot is big time. And uh, I think that's, that's honestly the reason why probably Cody Rhodes didn't come in earlier was that they need more, unpredictability in that area but yeah i think rhea ripley and charlotte flair are gonna go i think we're gonna have a good match they're gonna they're gonna throw down because rhea ripley's is getting better and better she's really great she's amazingly strong yeah um she does she does just she does good stuff um and charlotte of course is is equally good so yeah maybe you're probably right i hadn't thought about the uh royal rumble aspect of it and and charlotte doesn't need to hold the belt necessarily to continue to be a threat and to continue to be a major figure she's just always going to be you know that wrestler so yeah i mean she's um, starting to get into her twilight too so she needs yeah she's getting there 
She needs to make a little room for other people. And, you know, she's not going to catch up to dad and 16 time world champion unless she loses it again. So I was going to say, I do think they're going to take the belt off and on her a couple more times to see at least get her close to that 16, you know? Yeah. I think she's at 14 already. So just need a couple more. Yeah. All right. Here at the main event, this one's for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship match. So that's both the the Raw and the SmackDown belts again. Cody Rhodes versus the Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief. He's been holding on to that belt now for, again, 300 years, I believe. This is the one everybody's been anticipating. This is the one you have to think that Cody Rhodes came back to WWE for, right? And he's been... I've really enjoyed his uh, promos. I don't know if you've been watching many of them lately from Raw. Well, he's done a couple on SmackDown too, but he's he's been out there pretty much every week for long periods of time, telling his story, telling why he he needs this, why he wants this, why this is going to happen for him. What do you, what's going to happen? Do you think? Did you know that he's the son of Dusty Rhodes? I did not. He, it's amazing. He never mentions it. <laughs> Man, this one. Whew, I don't. Like I've been saying that I think I think the bloodline needs to face adversity. And so like my gut is is telling me that Cody is actually going to win this one. And that's why you would have the heels win everything as much as possible in WrestleMania to get the crowd like really, really feisty, like to build a heat into this match. And then Cody comes out triumphant. And like flips everything upside down. I just, this match is incredibly intriguing. I don't know how Cody and, and Roman are going to work together in the ring. Yeah. I don't know how this match is going to look. I don't like, I can't, you know, like I know how a Cody Rhodes match looks. I've seen a lot of them. I know how a Roman Reigns match looks. I've seen a bunch of them. <laughs> they don't look anything alike no they're two very different styles well we've talked about this before roman roman reigns it has that basically that main event superhero you know he's got like three big moves and he builds up to him the whole time you know and uh where cody definitely works a much more sort of indie slash it's a weird mix of kind of indie and old school because he borrows stuff from his dad you know yeah and then but then there is some of that indie stuff kind of thrown in. I worry a little bit about it being ugly. Yeah, like all of Roman Reigns' moves are his finishers. Yeah. <laughs> Spear, Superman punch, the whoo at the sky. He's uh, a video game character. Right. Cody Rhodes, you know, he's got he's got like the he like his brother, he drops to one knee and chops to the throat, or on flops onto his back and punches in the face. He does the does the bionic elbow that his dad used to do, you know, he's got the, you know, the, the, uh, the, whatever the, the cutter, the cutter. And he's got the, the Cody cutter. He's got the roads, uh, whatever the, the, the twist, crossroads, the crossroads. There we go. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, and the crossroads and the cutter are really the only like ones that are like, kind of like signature finisher moves. He's got these other signature moves, that are just happened in the middle of the match. And like the last match of his that I've seen, I'll be honest with you, was him against Seth Rollins, you know, and like, have they done any kind of like 
build-up matches that involved these two like a like you know they used to do like six-man tags on like the raw before wrestlemania that had the champion mm, challenges, i don't know? believe so i think they've kind of been keeping them apart they've had cody wrestling um but it's been um and like if, they, be, if they would have wrestled yeah. each other at a house show as a test or something yeah that would have been out on the internet for sure yeah i i can't so it's really hard to just like picture how this match is going to work. Yeah, I agree. But it's not like I'm dreading to see how it's going to work. I really want to see how it's going to work. <laughs> I want to see how this goes. I hope it's good. I, I, I'm, I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. I think they're both smart enough, um, talented, experienced enough workers that they will figure something out, you know, and maybe they do. Maybe they go all out and do the whole thing. Maybe they figure out some sort of meet in the middle kind of style. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I'm like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be at least watchable, if not like really good. I mean, so. where do, where do they meet though? Like, does Cody does Cody kick out of the Superman punch three times? Like Roman Reigns is going to kick out of the crossroads five times? You know. Because yeah. that's just what Roman Reigns does. Like you just, you can't like once you reach that main event status with with WWE, uh, finisher moves don't work on you unless they're done twenty times. <laughs> so like, what what is going? To, how does this? Because that's not how Cody functions. Yeah, you know, I, you know, maybe every once in a while I'll kick out of the finisher, but not like. All right, you've taken ten F fives. Oh, two only. You only got a count of two. Like, I don't. I just don't see. My brain just yeah. can't wrap itself around this match. It's and, really obnoxious, and yeah. it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting because is it going to actually make Roman Reigns work? Like work, work. I don't know. How long are they? When's the last? S- when's the last time he actually had to do that? You know, right? Uh, Logan Paul frighteningly Maybe. that yeah. Logan Paul is the one that really put him through his paces. Yeah. You know, Sami Zayn and him had a, had a really good match at elimination chamber, but I, I wouldn't say that that was as taxing as that Logan Paul match was probably. Yeah. Uh, I just, where, where's how, where do they meet? Where does this go? You know, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's incredibly intriguing to me. I, I'm excited for it. And I think, uh, I do think Cody will win. Maybe even they fuck him on the finish. You think maybe mm-hmm. or a Paul Heyman face yeah. turn with it. Oh, like, like Paul Heyman screws Roman Reigns over. Like he's been trust Roman Reigns has been trusting him ever since like the whole Brock Lesnar stuff, but he really shouldn't have because uh, he just. Paul Heyman likes to hitch his horse to the to the cart that that always <laughs> wins kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, that's a way out there kind of kind of thing, because at this point, Paul Heyman is so intertwined with the bloodline stuff, too, that he would have to also face the adversity. And then so if Roman Reigns loses and the Usos lose, so they have no gold around their belt, around their waists. They could take possibly some time off and then they could start having a storylines that could possibly turn them face even off of this. They could, they could come back as babyface. 
you know they've 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 faced their demons they've paid the consequences of their cockiness and now they're going to try and right the ray ways and come back and regain the top of the world but through more ethical ways and not backstabbing and hurting people on the way i don't know yeah um I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen either. I, so I can see this going, so obviously it's been building to Cody getting this belt, but I, and the WrestleMania is, seems to be the place where that should happen, right? If everything is, goes as, as planned, but I could also see them stretching this out a little bit farther and having a rematch at like SummerSlam and then making it happen there. Um, Mm. but. I, I don't know. That's that's not as big of a stage, you know, and that's not as big yeah. of a deal. You crush. Uh, I think you it, crush all the energy of Cody and his bloodline if yeah. you do that. That's the thing. I think you do it now, and then then the three of them can, you know, with uh, with Sammy and Kevin can can continue to kind of bask in their uh, sort of the, the new order uh, <laughs> for wrestle uh, for WWE. I don't know. It's I guess I guess we'll see. What are you going to have them lose it at backlash? Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, you got to, if you're going to put Cody Rhodes on the top, you got to do it at WrestleMania at this point. Yeah. You have to, especially if he's also trying to like carry on the legacy of his dad and achieve something that his dad never did. And that would be winning the WrestleMania main event. And that's something that like Dusty Rhodes definitely had the charisma and talent to do. Uh, but he just never got that shot. And now Cody does. And like, that's been the whole build of this match along with stress inside the bloodline and cracks emerging. It's a perfect storm to put, put Cody over and give him the belt at this point. Yeah. And that's also a beautiful middle finger to AEW and Tony Khan. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, It's like, Hey, you didn't you didn't know what to do with this guy. Look, he came back and here he is on the biggest stage we have, beating the biggest guy we have, carrying the the belt, the the only belt that matters, you know? Right. Yeah, man. I that's I, <laughs> I talk about a crowd pop you would get off of that and merch sales and ratings. Imagine the insanity of the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania with Cody yeah. as champion. And he's the first segment at 8 o'clock coming out with that neck tattoo. Now, does he <laughs> get a title belt that has that neck tattoo on it? Probably. Yeah, probably. Because it's time it's time for them to have a new belt so that they can sell more belts. Because that's what they do. They each have each champion customize the belt so that they can sell it. And get merch off of it. So it's time for them to do that because Roman Reigns has been champion for freaking ever. So <laughs> maybe he gets an official champion's turtleneck that he can use to cover up his tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed listening to our preview. Um, if you have thoughts well, about who's going to win, I interrupt what, you for a second here. What do we forget? Now, I've seen rumors of there being a Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt match. Oh, really? At WrestleMania, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. So I don't know. I mean, what do you do with that one? Bobby Lashley goes down or Bray Wyatt? Like, or is there just more 
funky stuff with Uncle whatever, Uncle Happy yeah. or whatever, you know, and Alexa Bliss getting in there or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of all that shit, too. I like yeah. Bobby Lashley. And I don't necessarily want to see him get beat by uh I like Bray whatever. Wyatt. I like Bray Wyatt too, but I'm tired of the this the spooky gimmick. I'm tired of it's it. It's dumb. It's yeah. dumb as hell. He should come back as IRS. They should revigorate his dad's <laughs> Holy character shit. That'd be amazing. and dress him like IRS and it's like IRS is back and it's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and his dad could come manage him. Yeah. Man. He could toss him the briefcase. The tax man is back to collect. Yeah. Because really, that's mm. all I want is to relive early 90s WWF wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's Tatanka when you need him, right? <laughs> Tatanka, we need Doink, we need Hawaiian Crush, we yep. need Honky Tonk Man. We need the Honky Tonk Man. We need Bret Hart. That's what we need. This is this is what we need. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else before we try to wrap it up for the day? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, this is a, this is an exciting looking WrestleMania card and I'm kind of sad that I have a gig on Saturday night, but yeah, here we are. That's a bunch of horseshit. Do they know that it's WrestleMania night? You should tell them. Of course not. It's freaking symphony orchestra playing. So what a bunch of losers. I know. Like nobody comments on my Ric Flair shirt when I wear it to rehearsal or my Ugh. Scott Hall shirt. No one, no one even notices you know, or my Jay Briscoe rest in peace shirt. No one notices. They don't deserve your sparkle. No, they don't. They don't. I need to go to an orchestra that respects my wrestling fandom. That's right. No, a bunch of virgins up there anyway. So let's, um, let's wrap it up for this uh, episode. Again, if you uh, have thoughts on uh, WrestleMania 39, you agree with us, you disagree with us, you watch the show and think we were way off. Um, you know, as always, you can find us at all the WrestleManias.com. You can send us email at all the WrestleManias at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at WrestleMania pod. And we're on the Facebooks and Instagrams and a little bit on the TikTok. We're old, so we don't, um, we're, we'll see if that's still viable after this week, right? Yeah. Um, and if you like the show and you want to contribute, help us um, keep it afloat, we had to switch uh, podcasting platforms. Our, our free and reliable one decided to start charging us, so we're on the lookout for a, a new affordable one. Uh, we've set up a little uh, fund us tip jar at coffee ko-fi.com slash all the WrestleManias. Did I get that right? Yeah. You did this time. Um, Good job. Proud yeah, of you. Thank you. you. Drop us, uh, drop us a couple shekels if you feel like it. No, no pressure at all. We do it for, for the fans, um, and we'll be happy to uh, acknowledge you on the air. Um, so for now, I guess I'm your co-host Tim, and I'm your co-host Rich. Saying so long and happy WrestleMania season, everybody. Oh.